Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Psalm 33, 12. 400 years ago, an unlikely group of Christian pilgrims landed on the shore of Plymouth, Massachusetts in November 1620. Through that harsh first winter, without proper shelter, they were attacked by disease and nearly half of them died. After bringing in their first harvest the next year, this group of believers forsook the temptation to dwell on their losses and instead chose to acknowledge God for all He had provided. This was the first Thanksgiving in America. In the last 400 years, this same desire to honor God has provided the key to overcoming challenges from every side. Americans have been outnumbered and oppressed. They have been plagued by financial setbacks, disease, and famine. They have waged war against evil, both within and beyond the borders of their nation. Throughout history, the challenges have never ceased. And today, like the first pilgrims, we too can overcome our present obstacles by putting trust in God. This Thanksgiving, despite the hardships we face or the uncertainty that lies ahead, let us give thanks for our spiritual harvest in Jesus Christ. And as the people of God, let us pray that in spite of fierce opposition, the United States will continue to be a nation whose God is the Lord. Wishing you a blessed Thanksgiving from Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. See, this is the attitude of a steward. I'm just giving back to you a portion of what you've given me. When you start giving, it starts a supernatural flow towards you of God's ability. God will bless you more than you deserve. God will bless you and make things work better than they ever could have. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. And let me say Happy Thanksgiving to everybody who's watching in the United States. I know that, of course, this program goes all around the world, and but I've got friends all around the world that observe our Thanksgiving holiday because I believe it's a great holiday. Thanksgiving is one of the greatest things you can do. It keeps you focused on the positive instead of the negative. And we have a lot of negatives in our world today. 2020 has been a tough year for a lot of people. We're seeing the worst come out of people, and we could focus on that, but Thanksgiving makes us refocus on the Lord. It makes us think about all of the good things that we've got, and despite the problems that we've got, this is still a great time to be alive. Praise God for Jesus and all that He's done for us, and I just encourage you today to make Thanksgiving a special day. And I know that we have other things. We, we feast. Um, sometimes it's just pure gluttony. <laughs> we need to control ourselves a little better. We do other things. Some people, it's all football and other things. But, um, you know, it's, it's not about just all these other things. I really encourage you to give thanks to the Lord. 
And one of the things that I'm doing is giving away this book on financial stewardship. This is what I've been teaching on now for three weeks. And I'm either giving you the book or the CDs or the DVD set as my gift to you. Let me mention that we aren't, uh, we don't have our phone center open today or tomorrow to give our employees the day off for this holiday so that they can celebrate it. But you can always go to our website and still order these materials. And so uh, please take advantage of that and please make sure that you just spend some time praising God for all of the goodness that He has given to us. It's awesome. This week I've been teaching from Luke chapter 16 and I was teaching through this parable of this unjust steward. I've spent a lot of time on this. Real quickly, I just summarize it by saying that a man was working for a rich man. He stewarded his money. He misused it. The master heard about it. He says, put your books in order. I'm going to look at them and if what I've heard is true, I'm going to fire you. Well, the man was guilty and he knew he was guilty. He knew he was going to lose his job. And so what was he going to do? He decided to call in every single person who owed his master money and he discounted their bills up to 50%. This could have been hundreds of thousands of dollars equivalent. But anyway, what he did was start using that money to prepare for when he got fired, to prepare for his future so that when he was fired, he could go to these people that he had discounted their debt to his master and he could say, do you remember how much money I gave you? Could I uh, stay with you a while? Could you feed me? Could you help me? And these people would feel obligated to him. And so that part of the uh, parable is not really hard to understand, but the amazing thing is the master's reaction in verse 8. And I've spent two full days on talking about two things. One is the master's reaction that he wasn't angry. Instead, he wound up complimenting the man because he had done wisely. He says, finally, you begin to start using money to affect your future. And he actually found a way to compliment the man. That says a lot about this master. And I spent a whole day on our television program talking about that. He saw God as his source and not those assets. And so because of it, he wasn't holding on to those assets and upset and mad when somebody stole from him. He knew that God gave him all of the stuff that he had and that he'd get it back. That's a great attitude. And I tell you, that's rare today. We need more people that see God as their source, not that job, not your retirement, not your investments, and things like that. You know, Jamie and I've got some money invested in the stock market. We got an inheritance when her father died, and it's not a lot of money, but we got a little bit of money in the stock market. But you know what? I, the stock market goes up and down and it just doesn't affect me whether I'm losing money or making money. God is my source and I've got some people that I really trust and I'm, they're managing it. And I look at it and if we just consistently lost, matter of fact, we did that with one guy and we consistently lost, we got rid of him and and gave it to somebody else. I'm not ignoring it, but my source isn't this little bit of money that we've got in the stock market. My source is God. And I guarantee you, God's taking care of me. And because of it, I don't stress and worry when the stock market goes down. It just, it's a factor, but it is not my source. So anyway, we talked about that. The second thing that I started talking about yesterday and I want to continue today is why was this master, why was he complimentary 
TO THIS UNJUST STEWARD. AND WHY DID HE SAY THAT HE HAD DONE WISELY? AND THE REASON IS BECAUSE MONEY GIVES YOU POWER. IT GIVES YOU INFLUENCE TO AFFECT PEOPLE AND TO AFFECT YOUR FUTURE. AND YET MOST PEOPLE USE MONEY ONLY FOR TEMPORARY THINGS. AND WHEN I SAY TEMPORARY, I'M NOT JUST TALKING ABOUT SOMETHING THAT'S GOING TO LAST A WEEK OR A YEAR OR SOMETHING LIKE THAT. I'M SAYING THAT THIS WHOLE LIFE IS TEMPORARY. THE APOSTLE PAUL SAID THIS OVER IN 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 4 AND IN VERSE 17 AND 18. HE SAYS, WHILE WE LOOK NOT AT THE THINGS WHICH ARE SEEN, BUT AT THE THINGS WHICH ARE NOT SEEN. FOR THE THINGS WHICH ARE SEEN ARE TEMPORAL, ARE TEMPORARY, BUT THE THINGS WHICH ARE NOT SEEN ARE ETERNAL. HERE IS A RADICAL TRUTH, AND THIS IS ONE OF THE TRUTHS THAT I GET OUT OF THIS PARABLE, THAT YOU CAN TAKE MONEY, WHICH IS TEMPORARY. DID YOU KNOW IF YOU HAVE PAPER MONEY, THAT PAPER MONEY IS GOING TO SOMEDAY BE DESTROYED. IT'S GOING TO WEAR OUT. IT'S GOING TO BURN OUT. IF YOU TOOK GOLD, IF YOU TOOK SILVER, IF YOU TOOK DIAMONDS, THE HARDEST SUBSTANCE THAT WE HAVE, DID YOU KNOW THAT SOMEDAY THIS EARTH IS GOING TO BE MELTED WITH A FERVENT HEAT AND DIAMONDS, GOLD, SILVER, IF YOU BUILD HOUSES AND BUILDINGS OUT OF STEEL AND STONE, EVERYTHING IS SOMEDAY GOING TO BE GONE. WHATEVER IT IS THAT YOU'VE GOT THAT IS VALUABLE TO YOU, IT'S REALLY TEMPORARY. BUT WE CAN TAKE SOMETHING THAT IS TEMPORARY, GOLD, SILVER, COINS, MONEY, PAPER MONEY, AND YOU CAN TURN IT INTO SOMETHING THAT IS ETERNAL. HOW DO YOU DO THAT? LET ME JUST READ THIS VERSE TO YOU OUT OF MATTHEW CHAPTER 6. THIS WAS JESUS SPEAKING IN VERSE 19. HE SAYS, LAY NOT UP FOR YOURSELVES TREASURE UPON EARTH WHERE MOTH AND RUST DOTH CORRUPT AND WHERE THIEVES BREAK THROUGH AND STEAL, BUT LAY UP FOR YOURSELVES TREASURES IN HEAVEN WHERE NEITHER MOTH NOR RUST DOTH CORRUPT AND WHERE THIEVES DO NOT BREAK THROUGH NOR STEAL. FOR WHERE YOUR TREASURE IS, THERE WILL YOUR HEART BE ALSO. JESUS IS SAYING THAT YOU CAN LAY UP TREASURES IN HEAVEN. YOU CAN'T SEND CURRENCY TO HEAVEN. YOU CAN'T SEND GOLD COINS TO HEAVEN. YOU CAN'T SEND, um, YOU KNOW, DIAMONDS AND JEWELS TO HEAVEN. BUT WHAT YOU CAN DO IS TAKE THOSE THINGS AND BY YOU INVESTING IN PEOPLE, BY YOU USING MONEY TO TOUCH PEOPLE'S LIVES, YOU CAN LITERALLY TURN SOMETHING THAT IS TEMPORARY THAT WILL BE GONE INTO SOMETHING THAT WILL LAST THROUGHOUT ALL ETERNITY. AND THIS IS EXACTLY THE POINT THAT JESUS MADE AS HE SUMMARIZED THIS PARABLE AND GAVE THE APPLICATION. HE SAID IN VERSE 9, AND I SAY UNTO YOU, MAKE TO YOURSELVES FRIENDS OF THE MAMMON OF UNRIGHTEOUSNESS. THAT'S KING JAMES ENGLISH FOR TALKING ABOUT MONEY. USE MONEY TO MAKE FRIENDS SO THAT WHEN YOU FAIL, AND THE WORD FAIL HERE WAS LITERALLY TRANSLATED DIE IS WHAT IT MEANS, SO THAT WHEN YOU DIE, THEY MAY RECEIVE YOU INTO EVERLASTING HABITATIONS. I IMAGINE THAT MOST OF YOU HAVE PROBABLY HEARD A SONG. IT WAS REALLY POPULAR FOR A LONG TIME. AND IT WAS ABOUT A MAN WHO HAD A DREAM. AND IN THIS DREAM, HE DIED AND WENT TO HEAVEN. AND WHEN HE GOT TO HEAVEN, HE HAD ALL OF THESE PEOPLE THERE THANKING HIM. AND THEY SAID, THANK YOU FOR GIVING TO THE LORD. I'M A LIFE THAT WAS A CHANGE. AND HE SAYS, WHEN DID I EVER GIVE TO YOU? I'VE NEVER SEEN YOU BEFORE. AND THEY SAID, WHEN YOU GAVE TO THAT MISSIONARY, YOU GAVE MONEY TO HIM, THEN HE CAME OVER. HE PREACHED THE GOSPEL. I GOT BORN AGAIN. I WAS A LIFE THAT WAS CHANGED. AND THIS WHOLE SONG IS ABOUT THIS. AND IT'S BASED ON THIS VERSE. THIS IS NOT JUST A SONG. THIS IS NOT JUST SOME KIND OF AN ANALOGY, SOME KIND OF A, YOU KNOW, A PARABLE THAT DOESN'T HAVE ANY BASIS IN REALITY. LITERALLY, JESUS IS SAYING, USE MONEY 
TO TOUCH PEOPLE'S LIVES, THINK ABOUT THE FUTURE, CHANGE THEIR LIVES SO THAT THEY GO TO HEAVEN INSTEAD OF HELL. AND THEN WHEN YOU DIE, THERE IS GOING TO BE PEOPLE LINED UP TO WELCOME YOU INTO HEAVEN BECAUSE OF THE WAY YOU TOOK YOUR RESOURCES AND BLESSED PEOPLE. MAN, THAT'S AWESOME. MOST PEOPLE DON'T THINK ABOUT THIS. MOST PEOPLE, ACTUALLY, WHEN THEY GIVE IN AN OFFERING, WHEN THEY GIVE TO A CHURCH OR TO A MINISTRY OR SOMETHING, THEY, they, they GIVE THAT MONEY AND IN A SENSE THEY JUST WAVE GOODBYE TO IT LIKE, I'LL NEVER SEE YOU AGAIN. BUT NO, WHAT YOU'RE DOING, YOU ARE CHANGING THAT MONEY INTO SOMETHING THAT WAS TEMPORARY THAT IS SOMEDAY GOING TO BE GONE AND YOU'RE CHANGING IT INTO SOMETHING THAT IS ETERNAL, A CHANGED LIFE THAT WILL NEVER GO AWAY. AND, it, YOU KNOW, WHEN WE'RE IN HEAVEN, A MILLION YEARS FROM NOW, THIS IS NOT AN EXAGGERATION. IT'S NOT AN HYPERBOLE. A MILLION YEARS FROM NOW, WHEN WE'RE IN ETERNITY, THERE WILL BE PEOPLE COMING BY YOUR MANSION TO SAY THANK YOU FOR GIVING. AND AGAIN, MANY PEOPLE JUST CAN'T CONNECT THESE DOTS BECAUSE THEY DON'T PHYSICALLY SEE THAT PERSON. THEY AREN'T PHYSICALLY HEARING ALL OF THE TESTIMONIES. BUT I CAN PROMISE YOU, LIKE WHEN A PERSON GIVES INTO THIS MINISTRY, WE ARE PREACHING THE GOSPEL ALL AROUND THE WORLD. WE SPEND OVER A MILLION DOLLARS A MONTH ON TELEVISION AIRTIME, AND IT LITERALLY REACHES OVER HALF OF THE WORLD'S POPULATION CAN SEE THIS PROGRAM. AND OF COURSE, I'M NOT THE ONLY ONE DOING THIS. THERE'S MANY OTHER PEOPLE. BUT WHEN YOU GIVE INTO THIS MINISTRY, YOU ARE TOUCHING LIVES ALL OVER THIS WORLD, AND YOU WILL HAVE PEOPLE THAT YOU HAVE NEVER SEEN OR HEARD ABOUT. BUT WHEN YOU GET TO HEAVEN, A MILLION YEARS FROM NOW, THERE WILL BE PEOPLE STOPPING BY YOUR MANSION SAYING, THANK YOU FOR GIVING INTO ANDREW'S MINISTRY. THANK YOU FOR INVESTING SO THAT I COULD HEAR THE TRUTH. I GOT BORN AGAIN. I GOT HEALED. I SAW THIS HAPPEN. I SAW THESE THINGS HAPPEN BECAUSE OF THE TRUTH OF GOD'S WORD. AND THEY WILL, A MILLION YEARS FROM NOW, YOU WILL BE RECEIVING BENEFIT FROM THE MONEY THAT YOU SOW INTO THE GOSPEL. NOW STOP AND THINK ABOUT THAT. SOME PEOPLE THINK, MAN, YOU'RE CRAZY TO PUT SO MUCH MONEY INTO THE GOSPEL. BUT LOOK AT IT THIS WAY. YOU'RE TAKING SOMETHING THAT'S GOING TO BE GONE. YOU KNOW, INSTEAD OF BUILDING A, a $20 MILLION HOME, AND AGAIN, I'M NOT AGAINST PEOPLE HAVING THINGS, BUT I'M SAYING INSTEAD OF PUTTING ALL OF YOUR RESOURCES INTO THINGS HERE ON THIS EARTH, IF YOU JUST GET SOME... YOU COULD GET SOMETHING FOR MUCH LESS THAN $20 MILLION THAT WILL MEET YOUR NEEDS. I MEAN, LIKE, HOW MANY BATHROOMS DO YOU HAVE TO HAVE TO TAKE CARE OF BUSINESS? HOW BIG DOES YOUR BATHROOM HAVE TO BE? YOU KNOW, IN THE UNITED STATES, MOST PEOPLE'S BATHROOMS ARE BIGGER THAN SOME PEOPLE'S HOUSES. I'VE BUILT SOME HOUSES FOR PEOPLE IN NICARAGUA, AND I'VE BEEN OVER THERE, AND ACTUALLY, THEIR HOUSES, THEY'RE LIKE, AT THE TIME I WAS BUILDING THEM, AND THEY WERE $2,500, A LITTLE CINDER BLOCK HOUSE, TWO BEDROOMS AND A BATHROOM. AND DID YOU KNOW THAT THAT WASN'T AS BIG AS SOME PEOPLE'S BATHROOM IN THE UNITED STATES? HOW, bag, how BIG DOES YOUR BATHROOM HAVE TO BE FOR YOU TO, YOU KNOW, uh, MEET YOUR NEEDS? HOW BIG DOES YOUR HOUSE HAVE TO BE? HOW MANY BEDS DO YOU HAVE TO HAVE? HOW MANY BEDS CAN YOU SLEEP IN AT ONE TIME? AGAIN, I'M NOT PREACHING THAT YOU DON'T HAVE ANYTHING. GOD IS EL Shaddai AND NOT EL CHIPO. HE DOESN'T MIND YOU HAVING THINGS, BUT IF YOU UNDERSTAND THE POINT THAT HE'S MAKING IN THIS PARABLE, HOW LITTLE DO YOU HAVE TO HAVE TO BE CONTENT? AND HOW MUCH CAN YOU INVEST? BECAUSE EVERYTHING THAT YOU KEEP, DOESN'T MATTER IF IT'S GOLD, SILVER, DIAMONDS, HOUSES, 
things, cars, assets, those things are all someday going to be gone. And a million years into eternity, you'll look back and you won't give a rip what kind of house you lived in, what kind of car you drove. Those things are incidental, immaterial compared to eternity. And instead of just building as much as you can and focusing only on this life, we need to think about the future. And we need to think about, God, how little do I have to have to be a good steward and to, you know, you don't mind me having things. It says in Psalms chapter 35, verse 27, let all of those who favor my righteous cause say continually, let God be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Third John chapter 1, verse 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. God wants you to prosper. God is not, you know, cheap. But once you understand this, you don't have to have all of this excess that so many people are doing, but instead you get, God, how little do I have to have to be content and how much can I invest in eternity? How much can I use to preach the gospel, to change people's lives? Look at it this way. A man is not a fool to give away something that he can't keep which is finances, money, assets, those things are eventually going to be gone. You aren't a fool to give away something that's just temporary to turn it into something eternal that'll never leave your life. It's going to come back to you a hundredfold. Did you know if you get new houses, cars, and again, there's a place for this. I'm not saying that you don't have things, but if you are just amassing as much as you possibly can and you're just building up reserves and if you're doing all of these things, did you know someday that's going to all be gone? And in eternity, I mean, heaven's going to be a blast any way you get there. But wouldn't it be awesome to have people that just for millions of years, they're coming by your mansion saying, thank you for investing. Thank you for instead of getting your fifth flat screen TV, you decided to sow this into the gospel and you use this to touch my life. Thank you for touching my life. A man is not a fool to give away what he can't keep to get something that he can't lose. Everything that you invest in physical assets is someday going to be gone. And even if they outlast you, you're going to be gone and you aren't going to take any of them to heaven with you. But... Everything that you invest into the kingdom of God, changing people's lives, is something that will never pass away. That never leaves your life. It just enters into your future where it grows and multiplies. And again, I'm saying that millions of years from now in eternity, you will be praising God for this. I can say it this way. There's not a single person watching this program, I don't care where you are in the world, and I don't care what your financial situation is, and I don't care how desperate you feel, that if you start giving money into the gospel, even if you do without something here in this life, when we get to heaven, you are going to come up to me, and you're going to hug me, and you're going to thank me, and you're going to kiss me, and you're going to say, thank you, thank you, thank you for getting that money out of my pocket, because it's only what you give away that you get to keep. Everything that you keep is someday going to be gone. But everything you invest, everything, every time you use the power and influence of money to affect people, 
to make friends with people so that when you die, they will receive you into everlasting habitations. Everything you give away, you get to keep. Everything you keep, you lose. I'm telling you, the things that I'm saying are just radical. This is so different than the way most people think. Most people aren't thinking about eternity. Most people are just thinking about, man, I want this nice car. I want all of these things. And again, God doesn't mind you having these things, but it's priorities. If your priority is taking care of yourself first, if your priority is making sure that you've got everything in this life taken care of, and then, and only then, after you have maxed out everything, then will you give into the gospel. That is a wrong priority. Your priority ought to be putting the gospel first, changing people's lives, using your resources to influence people. And I'm not just saying these things on my own. Let me read this verse to you out of Ephesians chapter 4 and in verse 28. It says, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. This verse is saying the reason you labor is so that you can have to give to him that needs, so that you can influence, touch other people. Most people would say, oh no, the reason I labor is I've got to take care of myself and my family and we've got house payments, we've got car payments, we've got insurance, we've got food, we've got all of these things and God, after I get all of these things taken care of, if there's anything left over, I'll be glad to share it with you. No, this says that the reason you labor and work with your hands is so that you can have to give. And I know that there's people watching this saying, and yeah, if I did that, I'd have nothing. Well, if there wasn't a God who promised in Luke 6, 38, that when you give, it's given back unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. If there wasn't a God who made a promise like that, well, then it's true that when you give, you're just less. But see, because there is a God, and because God loves a cheerful giver, 2 Corinthians Chapter 9, I believe it's verse 7. He loves a cheerful giver. He loves it when people put others first. He loves it when people work so that they can invest in the kingdom and think about eternity. Because there is a God who loves cheerful givers. When you give like this and you put God's kingdom first, God will take care of you better than you ever took care of yourself. This is what Matthew chapter 6 is all talking about. It says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And then it says, don't take thought about what you should eat and where you should sleep and what you are going to be clothed with. Because this is what the unbelievers think about. Look at the birds. God takes care of them. You've never read about a million birds dying of starvation and you never will because God takes care of those birds. God will take care of all this. And then he ends it by saying, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all of these things. What are the things He's talking about? What you eat, where you sleep, and what you're clothed with. When you get to where you put first God's kingdom, when you start using the power and the influence of money, not just to build your kingdom here on this earth, but to build God's kingdom, then instead of you doing without, God will take care of you better than you ever took care of yourself. You know, I'm an ex example of this, that, man, I have put first God's kingdom. I hadn't done it perfectly, but this has been my desire, and I have given, we have given away 
hundreds of millions of dollars worth of, well, we've given away hundreds of millions of books and CDs. And then if you put a dollar figure on it, man, it's, I don't know, it's a bunch. And you know what? God has blessed me back. God has blessed me and He's taken care of me. He, he has given me more assets, I'm talking about in the ministry, than I ever could have produced under my own steam and own power. And it's because I have given. And I, you know, the scripture says it's foolish to compare yourselves with other people. So I honestly don't know compared to other ministries, but there's very few ministries, if any, that have given away more stuff than I have. And there's very few ministries that have more stuff than I have. I mean, God will bless you. You aren't going to do without. When you put first the kingdom of God, it'll not only affect the future and in eternity, people will be lined up to welcome you in and to thank you. But here in this life, Jesus said in Mark chapter 10 that no man has given up house, family, brother, sister, mother, anything for my sake, but what he shall receive a hundredfold in this life with persecutions and in the world to come everlasting life. It's not only about eternity. You, if you can't outgive God, you start putting God first, and I guarantee you, God will cause it to come back to you in this life and in the world to come, everlasting life. Andrew is offering his complete teaching on financial stewardship in your choice of either a book, CD album, or DVD album as his free gift to you today. Let me remind you once again that I'm giving this book to you as a gift, either the book or the CD set or the DVD set. Any one of these you can get absolutely free by just requesting it. We also have a DVD of testimonies of people that this teaching on prosperity has changed them and they're experiencing this. We have the book in Spanish. We also have study guides in English and in Spanish. And again, I just wanna emphasize how important it is for you to begin to start trusting God in this area. This is a key. If you can't do that which is least, you can't do that which is greatest. So please take advantage of this product. It will be a blessing to you. Go to awmi.net to order your free product today. This offer is limited to one free product per household and is only available in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. This teaching is also available as a companion study guide for a gift of any amount when you contact us. Or you can get these valuable resources in the Financial Stewardship Package. This package includes the Financial Stewardship Book, Study Guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album, as well as the Financial Breakthroughs DVD. This DVD includes six testimonies of people that experience the freedom of turning their finances over to God. This package has a catalog value of $115, but you can get it today for only $80. Our helpline is closed today to allow our employees to celebrate the holiday. But you can always visit our website where you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net. If you prefer, you can order materials by writing us. Use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I wanted to let you know that we have now teamed up with a ministry called I Donate 
so that we can receive cars and boats and stocks and jewelry. We have only done this a very short period of time and already we've had tens of thousands of dollars worth of things donated. People, you know, that don't have cash, but they have something that they want to donate. So if you're interested in that, you can follow the information on the screen and participate, and we would love to help you give these assets to the ministry. You know, social media has become a big thing in most people's lives, but sad to say, a lot of it is really negative. Well, we've got some positive social media. I would like to encourage you to check out our social media, all of these different platforms. We've got a lot of good news to share, so check it out, our social media for Andrew Womack Ministries.